0: Hey, this is John leggett of johnleggett and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. We have a great guest with us today, someone that's going to share with us a lot of experience in the world of podcasting and, and other things. Uh, we, we have with us today, Jessica Rhodes. Thank you so much for joining us, Jessica.
1: Thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to join you and your listeners today.
0: And Let me tell you a bit about Jessica. So Jessica is the founder and CEO of interviewconnections.com the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts. And she is the acclaimed author of Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic. Jessica is the host of Interview Connections TV. She co-hosts three podcasts, Roads to Success, The Podcast Producers and The Parenting Roads. The Podcast Producers was selected by Apple as a how-to podcast show in iTunes and has also been included in the syllabus for a course about podcasting and audio journalism at Western University in Ontario, Canada. Jessica has been a speaker at Podcast Movement, Podfest.us, and Dream Business Academy. She lives in Rhode Island with her husband and two kids. Now, to get us started, and by the way, that's Extremely impressive, Jessica congratulations on thank you on those achievements. Tell us a bit about you, Jessica. What was life like for you growing up? What made Jessica Rhodes the person that she is today?
1: Sure, well, I mean a couple of things like I grew up um Uh, in theater (laughs) like my whole childhood Mm -hmm. I was in plays and musicals and dance and sing and act and all that stuff so a big part of um, my childhood was being on stage and I think that's and I always wanted a job where I could talk (laughs) so podcasting well you know 10 or 15 years ago if you said like what kind of job will you or what kind of business will you have i never would have guessed podcasting i mean podcasting is only 10 years old um as a a medium so it's really crazy you know how much things change over the years when new technologies are created and how whole industries and jobs and businesses are are formed around those so um with a theater theatrical background being on stage talking that was something i always enjoyed doing (laughs) and um Another uh, fact about me is that my dad is an entrepreneur as well. And there's a fair number of entrepreneurs and business people I'm in- family um, you know entrepreneurs as well as you know c level executives and in my in like my extended family so I think that business was also you were really a part of me and it was after I um, my husband and I started our family and I was pregnant with my my first child I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I wanted to have an, an income and a work situation that supported my lifestyle of being primarily mom and so I started a home-based business as a virtual assistant doing a lot of different online-based tasks for entrepreneurs. I was doing Pinterest marketing. I was doing uh, you know, guest booking for podcasts and client support and sales work. And as that went on and I had a couple of clients, I realized that when I got to the point where I wanted to grow my business more and I wanted to scale and increase my income without necessarily working more hours – I looked at guest booking for podcasts as the right service to do that with. Because it offered the opportunity to not work by the hour and have my clients pay me a flat rate for, for bookings rather than saying, I'll pay you you know $25 an hour to do this amount of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's really how I kind of niched down into podcast guest booking is I kind of saw which service was I offering to my clients that was the most in demand and the thing that I enjoyed most as well. Like I was doing Pinterest marketing and didn't really love it. Like it was just kind of (laughs) something I was doing to you know, I was like, hey, people will pay me for this and I can learn how to do it. And that's great. But it wasn't really something that lit me up. And when I found yeah. podcasting, I'm like, this is cool. Like, people are connecting, they're forming relationships, they're forming friendships, which is leading to more business. Like, it's really, really exciting. I can't even tell you how many times I have connected two people for an interview. They didn't know each other. It's like a blind date. Yeah. And, you know, months later, like they have entire businesses together, they're doing joint venture webinars, they're referring clients to each other. I mean, it's just amazing to see. So I really, really love it. And um, but yeah, I mean, the start of it all kind of goes back to just wanting to have a home based business and t- just found one of the services I was offering and and which one to niche down into.
0: Mm. You mentioned earlier that podcasts have only been around as a medium for about 10 years they are growing in popularity. Why is that? Why are podcasts so effective in getting exposure in business and creating joint ventures and so forth?
1: Podcasts are growing in popularity so much with business owners because this is the really one of the first times where it's extremely accessible for people to own their own media. I mean, that is powerful stuff when you own your own media I mean think about it this way when you're interviewed on any other type of show whether it's another podcast whether you're on interviewed on the news the person who's interviewing you and who's asking the questions they really have control of the conversation they have control of what questions they're asking they have control of how that of how that show is edited they have control of where the podcast is being played I mean it's as the guest you are getting exposure but you don't have control over the show. When you host your own podcast, it's your podcast. You own that media and it gives you the ability to interview people as well. I mean, if John, if you didn't have a podcast and you were like, Jessica, I want to get you on the um, phone for 30 minutes and I'm going to ask you all about podcasting, I would say, well, here's my consulting bill. <laughs> like, Here's yeah. my consulting fee. Yeah. But going on somebody's podcast, I'll do this all day long. I'll give a ton of content. I'll go on any show you know, answering questions, answering any questions, if it's on a podcast, because that's a form of media that I can then leverage to get more exposure, um, as well as giving valuable content to the people that are listening to it. So when I think as entrepreneurs see that there's, there's a lot of power, there's a lot of marketing power, publicity power in owning your own media, hosting your own podcast. I think that's a huge reason why they're exploding in popularity.
0: And it's a lot of fun too. It's a a great way of creating content and creating goodwill and really connecting with your market, with your audience. So let's talk about the two things, Jessica. So there's two sides to it. There's having your own podcast. There's being a podcast guest. Let's talk about having your own podcast. What's involved? For those out there that are thinking, you know what, I should have a podcast for my business to get more exposure for my brand and for myself, what do they need to know?
1: Okay, so what you need to know is – if you a podcast can be free to produce and low quality, um, or it can be very expensive to produce and very high quality. Really, put you like you get out of it what you put into it. So, the recommendation I typically make is to don't spend hundreds of dollars on a good microphone on a mixer board. I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get started. But my recommendation is to get a decent dynamic microphone, something like the Audio-Technica 2100 ATR 2100. That's like a $60 to $70 $70 microphone on Amazon. And it sounds amazing. I'm speaking to you on a microphone that costs several hundred dollars. And most people can't tell the difference between this microphone and the ATR 2100. So You know, to start, you need that microphone, you need a computer and a way to record your audio. And you can have an external recorder, like something with an SD card that you hold in your hand, or you can have software on your computer. And software is not as reliable as hardware, but it's also typically included in your computer. You can get it for free on the, on the internet. So, uh, recording, you know, some, some way to record a microphone and then that's like the, the. Basics, you know, having a media host and, and submitting your show to iTunes. That's like the bare bones minimum of what you need to start a podcast. And then, I mean, we can go on from there in terms of are you going to have guests on your podcast and how to find and book guests? Are you going to do a solo show? And if you are, how do you know what kinds of content you're going to talk about? What are you going to teach your listeners? And then when you also start a podcast, you need to figure out what the name of your podcast is going to be. Will you have it on your website? Will you build a its own website for, I mean, there's a lot of different places we could take this, but those are the questions that you have to answer. Um, but try to keep it as simple as possible. When you are starting a podcast, You know, I've got some clients that will spend months before they launch because they're just thinking, overthinking all of the details like, oh, it needs to be perfect. I don't have enough episodes yet. I only have 30 episodes recorded. I need 50 before I go live on iTunes. And you're making it way too hard for yourself um, if that's Mm -hmm. if you're overthinking it that much, because honestly, you don't really have an audience when you first start your podcast. You really don't like you'll get a couple people listening. You just need to get your podcast live. And I've changed a lot about my show over the two years that I've been podcasting. I've changed the artwork. I've changed the style. I've gone from interviews to solo. Um, the one thing I haven't changed is that my show has always come out on Wednesdays weekly, and I have never missed a week. Other than that, I have tweaked and had fun and changed a lot of it. So if you're, you know, you don't want to wait until it's perfect before you launch because it's never going to be perfect before you launch. You have to, you know, podcast and figure out what's working for you and your audience.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. I was thinking about what you were saying. Uh, Well, when I got, sorry, when I got started, Jessica, I remember I found a how-to tutorial and I just followed it step-by-step. And it showed me exactly how to set up my podcast. I started with the very basics. I didn't really have to. The only thing I purchased really was a microphone. And just like you said, it was one that cost me around $60. That was the best way for me to get started. The hardest mm-hmm. thing for me was finding guests, finding guests. Mm-hmm. So what advice to give to those that are start, uh, having that problem or those thinking about starting a podcast? What's some ideas for them about getting guests for their podcast?
1: Yeah this can be finding and booking guests can be really challenging depending on what your network looks like and depending on what kinds of guests you think you need. Some people have a really hard time finding guests because they think they need celebrity guests and they have no idea how to get in touch with those celebrity guests. I'm here to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you think you need big celebrity guests, when you're first starting out, you are wrong. You do not need celebrity guests when you're starting your podcast. In fact, why would you want celebrity guests on your podcast before you're any good? So so, you know, focus on yeah. your personal network first. Um, like think of your podcast as an opportunity to put a spotlight on the people who have helped you. So look around at all of your clients that you're serving, uh, assuming you have clients and say, which one of them has some expertise that would be valuable to my audience? Um, or, or, Hey, I want to spotlight them and what they're doing. So I want to interview them. So all of your clients are, possibly people that you can interview, obviously, depending on what your business is. Looking around at all of your friends, anyone that you know in your industry, other people With complimentary products and services, look around at all the people, you know, first, because it's way more comfortable, especially when you're starting your podcast to be interviewing people that you're comfortable with when you're going to mess up your questions and you're going to stumble on your words, get people on the microphone with you that, you know, are going to forgive you and be really supportive and friendly and also help you get the word out it's good to start your podcast with guests who you kind of know already, because again, they are going to help you promote the show. You're interviewing people right from the get-go that you you don't know them and they don't know you. Um, That's, I mean, those can be really great interviews, but don't expect those people to be your biggest cheerleaders, advocates, brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have guests on their show because they're like, they're going to help me promote the show. Well, if you're interviewing people who have no idea who you are, they're likely not going to promote your show a whole bunch. They might share out the episode that they were on, but if you're interviewing people that are invested in your success, that are your clients, that are your friends, that are people that are supporting you and you interview them, they're like your whole launch team. So that's the first thing. And, and regardless of how well-known you are or how big your community is, everyone can find 10 people that they could interview for their podcast. And that takes care of the first two and a half months of a weekly show. And then from there, you're asking each one of them, Hey, who do you know that would be a good fit for my podcast? And then ask for an introduction. So that's a really, really easy way to get your first several months of guests. And then that kind of gets you going, right? You're like, all right, I've got gas in the tank. I'm driving this podcast. Then you can start to get a feel for, all right, which direction is this show going? Who's listening to my podcast? Which interviews do I like best? Because if you take that advice of like looking in your personal community, your clients, um, people that they recommend, you might get a little bit of a hodgepodge of guests. There's going to be topics kind of all over, and that's okay. And then from there, you figure out, all right, which topics did I enjoy most? Which ones are most relevant to what I want this show to be? And then you start researching for people, um, because I'm not saying you have to interview people that, you know, um, obviously I love connecting people, um, with podcast guests and guests with podcasters, and they don't know each other because that can be the start of a really beautiful new friendship and relationship. Um, but you have to know who, like what kinds of people you want, you know, you have to be clear on who your target audience is. And then there's lots of different places to find this guest. Like number one, other podcasts, you know, looking at other podcasts, podcast in your niche and seeing what guests are on those shows or they're the hosts, like actually interviewing hosts of other podcasts, because they're likely really going to be great guests because they know the kind of work that goes into hosting a podcast. And they'll also want to get that show promoted a lot because it helps them as well. It'll help get more people listening to their podcast. Um, And then looking at like if you're interviewing experts, subject matter experts, going to Amazon and looking who's publishing books right now on these topics. Um, So those are just a couple of the things that you know my team at interview connections we do that when we're finding guests for our clients we're looking and seeing we are asking our clients those questions of you know what type what's your goal with the podcast like what kinds of listeners do you want to be attracting then we can reverse engineer that and say what kinds of guest experts are bringing the content that your listeners are going to want to hear about and then from there we can figure out where those guests are
0: yeah that's great advice especially those that are releasing books, so I've noticed that a lot of people that approach me to be on my podcast, are people that have just written books, they've launched it on Amazon, for example, and they want to get some exposure. So that, that's a really good place to look. What about the other side of the coin, Jessica? So those that want to be guests on podcasts to get more exposure for their, themselves and their business, do you have any advice for those people?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, the first thing, you really have to have all your ducks in a row before you try to get booked on podcasts as a guest. Uh, look at your website and look in to see if you have content that you're creating. If all of you have is a sales page, that's going to be really hard to show podcasters that you have content that you want to talk about It looks like all you want to do is sell what you are selling, but if you are Mm -hmm. blogging, if you're creating videos, if you're creating podcasts, that sends a message to podcasters that you have content that you want to get out there and you're not just putting everything behind a paywall. You're not just saying, oh, you have to be my client if you, you know, if you want this information. So create content First and foremost, because as soon as you start creating content, you are going to be attracting podcasters who say, Hey, I read your blog post about this and I want to interview you on my podcast for it. So I know it takes a while for people to start requesting you to be on podcasts, but if you're creating content, you are going to increase the chances that podcasters say, Hey, I want to interview. And that's a really cool thing when you don't have to pitch yourself and people just come to you. You also want to have a one sheet, something that presents you as a guest expert, because if you do want to be interviewed on podcasts and you start pitching yourself and even if podcasters say, hey, I'm looking for this type of guest, when you kind of throw your hat in the ring and say, hey, I'd be a great person to talk about that or I'd be a great person for you to interview. Having a one sheet that you can send to that podcaster is going to increase your chances of them saying yes. And a one sheet is a one page PDF document. It's branded. It has your photo. It has your business logo and colors. It looks nice. It's not just like text (laughs) and it has your bio. It has your interview topics, your interview questions, and then your contact info, including your Skype name, because that's how most podcasters are going to connect with you. They want to see your Skype name. So that way, you know, uh, five minutes, Minutes before the interview, they're not going, Oh my God, I don't know what their Skype name is. Your phone number. Um, I like mailing addresses because a lot of podcasters and guests will want to send thank you cards in the mail. And so it's just nice to have that information um, right up front. So having a one sheet together is a great first step. That's the first thing I recommend that everyone put together if they want to be interviewed on podcasts. I mean, my team, we design these for our clients because we require our clients to have a one sheet. We cannot book them without it, um, especially if they want to be on if you want to be on good shows quality shows you know you want to make it easy for the podcasters to prepare for an interview with you i think john you have my one sheet if not you have my press page which has all the same information yeah and it makes the prep a lot easier because you're like okay i can just read her bio i've got the questions here like it just makes everything so much easier for hosts so putting that together um is going to definitely increase your chances of getting booked because when you pitch yourself you can just say hey here's my one sheet and then they can get a snapshot of what an interview with you would sound like.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. As you've been mentioning, as we've been talking, Jessica, so you're, you've got a website, you've got a service interview connections where you do both. So you help Mm -hmm. those that want to create a podcast and get exposure for the pod, get guests for the podcasts. And also those that want to appear as guests on podcasts. So anyone that is interested in that service, you can go to interviewconnections.com and if you want to find out more about what Jessica is doing, you can go to her website, her personal website which is jessicaroads.biz, and I'll spell that, j-e-s-s-i-c-a-r-h-o-d-e-s.biz. Jessica, again, thank you so much for what you've shared. You've shared a lot of great stuff there. A lot of that's obviously from your own personal experience, and uh, from your business is there any final thoughts that you had for those that are listening today?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I probably said this a lot, like my biggest piece of advice, but at the end of the day, if you want to get into podcasting, hosting your own show, being a guest on podcast, just don't overthink it. Don't try to make it perfect. Don't worry about being the best. Just start where you are with what you have and then improve from there because I was afraid to start my podcast for a long time because I was afraid of not being the best or not being unique enough and nobody's really paying attention to you. <laughs> I hate to say it, but when you first start out, nobody's looking at you, pointing and laughing. You just need to start and do the best you can. And then the people that are attracted to you are gonna start listening. And that's the start of, you know, getting more clients and growing your business. And I do wanna say, John, um, I do monthly free webinars. They're basically workshops where I go through in detail um like how to get booked on podcasts. So if people are interested in that, they can text the word rock, R O C K to 72000 or just go there's a live webinar link at the top of my website at justgoads.biz, but if you have a cell phone, you can just text rock to 72000 totally free workshop where I just teach you how to get booked on podcasts.
0: That sounds fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Jessica, for being with us today and sharing those valuable insights about podcasting. We wish you all the very best, and I want to also thank everyone for listening to this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you. You can get immediate access to my online business coaching program for free these step-by-step videos will show you how to set up your website, create an automated sales funnel, and also how to drive targeted traffic to your business for literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to access right now. Simply head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all.